Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 160th time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is still not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Um, joined, as always, by the boys. I got Doug and Trevor here. And uh, I, I don't even want to... I don't want to get to the Seattle game just yet, mostly because it was, I mean, any game that Russ isn't playing just kind of doesn't feel like a real football game. You know, it's like you're, you're watching Geno Smith out there. It's just, it just, when is he, when's he coming back? Probably this week. Cause it's Niners week is what yeah, I'm they, need him. they need him back. Yeah. He needs to be rustacular. I mean, DK Metcalf doesn't even play. Without Russ, who's that? Oh, it's some guy with fucking green hair or whatever color it is. This <laughs> I was gonna week. say you couldn't come. You, you don't know what what is what hair color he actually has this week. Mm. Rainbow bright. Oh, uh, he's 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 that receiver that works out. He's muscular. Good yeah, fella. Yeah, Big fella. Oh, long, heavily decorated. <laughs> So, yeah, so until Russ comes back, I don't want to. I don't want. We can't lead off a podcast with the Seattle game where Russ isn't even on the right. fucking field. So right. they'll come next. Um, okay. Bad news though for the Seahawks fans is that the only other team that could actually lure Pete Carroll away from Seattle. Uh, is USC and and they went with somebody significantly younger and probably better. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley to USC. Um, I I never knew what Lincoln Riley looked like because I don't watch college football. I mean, I would have guessed he's white. Yes, that was a given. Um, but I didn't realize that. I, one in looking him up, I didn't realize that he was Cliff Kingsbury's backup at one point. At Texas Tech? No. Is that is that true? Yeah. Oh man. Cause you get you get real you get real cliff vibes out of him too. It's a type. Yeah. It it's yeah, he's got a stupid car too. Well, I well, know actually, he, he looks a little more youth pastory. He does. Yeah. But Link, Lincoln Riley has a really cheesy old car that he thinks is cool. He, uh, they, like, Oklahoma actually wants Triple K to replace Lincoln Riley. Right. That's their number one pick from what I've read. I, that seems like a weird move for Clifford to make. With a K. Right. The, Clifford, the big red coach. Ooh. Cardinals coach. My kid's watching a lot of movies right now. Um yeah, no, that'd be that just seems like an awkward fucking move. Like, why would you do that? You've got, I mean, unless you think that Kyler Murray's never going to be able to stay healthy and you're stuck with Kyler Murray and you'd rather just go be uh, king shit in the middle of nowhere, then cool. It, it would just, that would be a very, I don't know, would that be a Cliff Kingsbury move? I wouldn't be surprised if Cliff had been like, I might be willing to go to USC. Like, 
wonder, yeah, I, don't, I wonder if USC I mean, called up Kingsbury and was like, how about it? Well, Oklahoma's moving to the SEC, so yeah, that is not a job where you're going to be getting to the college. Well, maybe if they, you know, they're saying the college playoffs is going to go to 12 teams, so maybe they'll get in. But Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, those jobs aren't going to be as fun as they might have been in the Big 12 or have a little easier path to playoff greatness. So it'll be interesting to see if they get their guy Triple K. He's terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, we've exhausted my college football knowledge because I've been able to name USC and I got it right. The Lincoln Riley is white. So um, any other big uh, coaching moves in the last maybe, I don't know, 90 minutes, two hours? Uh, yeah. yeah. Man, Brian Kelly. Leaving Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. Yep. I believe this is the first coach ever to leave Notre Dame for another coaching job in the history of Notre Dame football. Volunt- voluntar- uh, voluntarily leave Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not really upset. I'm not um, either. Brian yeah, Kelly, I, think... I thought he, he did a good job at Notre Dame. He, Notre Dame's a tough place to win in today's climate, academic climate for some of these college athletes. I guess college athletes, right? Um, so he did a good job in his tenure. He's the all-time. He's got the most wins at Notre Dame, but uh, he just kind of like a fart in the wind. He's gone. It was kind of surprising to see him go. But um, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really hear about anything about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was reading stuff of like assistant coaches, like an assistant coach just left a recruit's house and is like, what the fuck? I just like, I just look like the biggest asshole because I didn't know this was going on. And you know, you know, he's recruiting this kid. Yeah. And uh, so there's coach, the coaches and players are shocked from what I've read on Twitter. Um, But honestly, like he's got the program in a pretty good place. I think we should go with this young defensive coordinator. We got just promote him. See how he does because the dude can recruit, <laughs> and that's what college football is all about. So, if he can get someone yeah. to run the offense and still have our defense who, who have played well under him, like I would like some, I would like him, Marcus Freeman. He's from Ohio. Um, <laughs> um, but when was but the last yeah. time Notre Dame promoted a coach from within? Well, they, I coach. mean, obviously, it's a it's a prestigious job and you want a guy right. with experience and a known name. But I think the, I think the program's in a good enough place right now where you don't have to do that. I think after having Charlie Weiss and Tyrone Willingham, we needed a Brian Kelly or a big name established guy who's had success on every level he's been at. Um, right. But I mean, we're in a pretty good spot, I think. So I'm not, I'm not upset about it. At all. I think there was a, there was a conversation not too long ago that he was a part of, right? It's like he'll he'll be the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, but he'll never win a national championship. Yeah. Right. And that was would that come out of his mouth? Um he said that uh when well he just recently passed Newt Rockney for the most wins at Notre Dame. Right. And they were asked they were asking him about his legacy and he's like, Yeah, I know what the legacy's legacy will be. It'll be that I'm the winningest coach without a championship. At Notre Dame, that's what it, you know. Yeah. He's basically saying it's about winning championships, not stacking up wins, is what he was trying to say. Right. Um, but in hindsight, yeah. 
But I mean, and that's kind of true. There's a bit of a, a Zimmer situation there, right? Like we almost kind of peaked under him. Feels yeah. That way. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, he Notre Dame was in a bad place before he got there, and even those first few years he was there, you know, wasn't guaranteed he was turning around. But the last. They've had five years in a row of 10 or 11 wins. That's pretty good. We'll take that. Um, yeah. Just sucks, though, because we have great recruiting classes coming in next year and the year after. Now it's like you got to re-recruit all those guys. Um, but, we, I mean, Notre Dame was closer to a national championship than ever, so it's weird to see him leave. Uh, but, I yeah, mean, I feel like I'll we're, tell you what, we're a couple he ain't, uh, <laughs> there's no uh, – there's no academic academic problems getting in his way now at LSU. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most uneducated state in all the land. So he's going to be able to get whoever he needs. Yeah. Um, them Bayou boys. Yeah. But I mean, shit. I mean, LSU is a talented, rich, you know, that part of the country. There's a lot of talent coming out of that area. So yeah, if he uh, recruits well, there's no reason to think he can't, can't do well there. LSU's a is a hotbed of talent, so so yeah. So good luck, Brian Kelly. Thanks for what you've done. Um, but I'm a, let's look to the future. Let's get Marcus Freeman in there and get a young coach, some fire. I'm uh, I'm fucking blown away. I'm I'm un, I'm I'm blown away. I was fully expect. I'm, I had this the top of. The, I should have asked you. I'm like, do do you have any feelings about this? And wow. Doug, that was level-headed. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not like well, I saw when I was. Yeah. Well, I think because I was talking with somebody and they're like, you know, Kirk Herbstreit kept saying Brian Kelly might go to USC. And I'm like, he's not going to our rival. Like, I could see him leaving. Yeah. He's, he's not, not going to USC. So if he would have went to USC, I'd have been pissed. Yeah. Okay. Him, going to, him going to LSU, I mean, it's a top-tier SEC school. Um, they paid I mean, him a bunch a, of money. He's getting like fifteen million a year, which, which is a lot probably, of money. Um, probably for ten years, right? Yeah, I mean, he basically said it would take a huge bag for him to leave Notre Dame. Yeah. I think he got a huge bag. So, so good. Yeah. Like I said, good luck to BK. Um, but I'm not, I'm not losing any sleep over losing Brian Kelly right now. I mean, that's that's just that's a that's an acknowledgement by him that. If he, for his own legacy, in in college football, not just at Notre Dame, but for his own legacy, if he's the coach he thinks he is, you kind of have to go to the SEC to fucking go down there, and you've got to go beat Alabama. And, yeah, and try to win a but, championship. Yeah, like but that. you can't you can't take, you know, you you can't take a pistol to a bazooka fight, right? Like, I mean, it's yeah. like he's he needs the same. Uh, you know that 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 limitation that Notre Dame puts on on who who gets in and who doesn't, um, yeah, is is it's amazing that they win ten or eleven games every year with that schedule, with those restrictions. Like, yeah, and dude, next year, like, I mean, I mean, maybe I don't blame them because next year we got Ohio State, Clemson, and USC on the schedule for the next two years. And then they're adding Alabama in the years after that. So the Notre Dame schedule is getting pretty damn tough. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. It's getting but again, real. like, uh, you know, for, for a long time, it's been like it's hard to recruit 
these guys to Notre Dame. But this defensive coordinator we got since he's been there, like he has been a home run recruiter. And now with the NIL stuff, like Notre Dame is, I mean, Notre Dame and Oregon, like those are like the two places with the most assets, you know, Oregon has Nike, Notre Dame just has a lot of money. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, you know, kind of something that can even the playing field for Notre Dame where you can, Hey, you can get a good education and play for college football championship here. So, so yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm happy with what, uh, what BK accomplished at Notre Dame, even though he never got the big championship, but I never, I don't know if I ever thought he was going to get it. So, uh, see you later. I mean, see, it's not it's not thirty years ago, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. a different. It's just different now. Yeah. So we but shall like, see. Yeah. All right. Well, I just I'm... want them to. I just want them to keep that recruiting class together because they got a really good <laughs> recruiting class. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, it's 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 kind of exciting too. It's it's uh, you know usher in the new era. Let's yeah. see where we can go. And just obviously hoping that it's a step forward. Yeah, but there's a lot of a lot of buzz for our young defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman um, well, to, be, expect, to be his I replacement. Expect my, I expect my Twitter feed to be nothing but you just sending poorly clovers to every recruit that is. Um, I mean, a lot of these kids are you know you're you're picking Notre Dame for more than who the coach is like there's yeah get a good education and the kids that want to go to Notre Dame want to go to Notre Dame you're not you're not following Brian Kelly down to LSU necessarily just because Brian Kelly left right like you're yeah Notre Dame's its own thing yeah exactly so um there was a football game tonight like between actual athletes um but something's up in Seattle Obviously, it's really sad to see what Geno Smith is doing to this organization right now. He's terrible. Get together, Geno. Three straight losses. They've lost six of seven. Not lining up on the onside kick correctly. Yet Jamal Adams not even trying to stop a guy from getting into the end zone. Can't get DK the ball. I don't know. It's just it's sad. You know, you just you you hate to see a team like this and a coach like Pete Carroll just to be put through this. Such a fall from grace. It's terrible. It's astonishing really. And, all that, um, all that neon going to waste. <laughs> right. Like think of all the green feathers that aren't going to be worn to a playoff game this year. So, but I mean like, listen, there's still time. Russell Wilson can still come back. Uh, if they can get them back this week and rattle off six straight wins, they still finish nine and eight. You know. Yeah, and the way the NFC looks, that could be a that could be a spot. Right, and worst case scenario, they've got their draft pick um, that they didn't trade for a safety. So even if the wheels fall off, you know they've still got their they've still got their draft pick. So I think I think Seattle's going to be fine. Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what I do know is that Russell Wilson would never take that sack, like in the two-minute offense there. Um, <laughs> he would never, like, rolling right, looking deep, eyes downfield, and then just doesn't pull the trigger. It 
that's the kind of that's the play right there where they're missing Russell Wilson. Right. Gino just couldn't pull he just couldn't pull the trigger. Right. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't be even with an injured throwing finger, he wouldn't have backed off that, right? He's he's hundred percent if he's on the field. Yeah. Yeah, no, no like there's 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 gotta be something up. Right? Because I mean, or it's just we're just watching Geno Smith be Geno Smith. Right. I mean he's Mr. Unlimited. That would mean he would be limited. So that, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Right. right. So he's he's unlimited. he's unlimited, so no limitations physically or mentally. Maybe he should do what I did and be like, he's like, I'm not unlimited. not not unli- I don't know. Not necessarily unlimited. Right. Asterisk. Wow. Right. Some limitations. Possible. <laughs> Some limitations may apply. Consult your local, uh, consult your attorney for any. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you, were, and you were able to eke out a, it's payback for last, for last year, the last week when I eked out a last minute pathetic win over Doug with DK Metcalf scoring seven points. You did that to me tonight with. Gerald Everett. Gerald, Gerald I, Everett. I mean, listen, I normally don't like talking fantasy on the pod just because it's just our teams. But I only logged in. So here's the only reason I even logged in the fantasy app. Because I was I'd already booked my two losses from this week in both leagues. And uh the only reason I logged in was I didn't know Russell Wilson's stat line like off the top of my head. I hadn't I wasn't paying um sorry, Geno Smith's stat line off the top of my head. Um, I hadn't been paying that close attention and I had benched Gino for Cam Newton. I was just like, I wonder if Gino outscored Cam Newton and Gino had, um, uh, because I didn't trust Gino. Um, and so that's why I started Cam and that was a mistake. Um, and, but in, in Doug's league, yeah, you were up eight. With DK Metcalf, and I had Ger- only Gerald Everett to play, and and yeah, I ended up winning. So. You did, you did, and I made that same mistake in in this league because I started Cam Newton over David Carr, or Derek Carr rather. So Carr, that, that was my mistake. Yeah. yeah, I won't be, I won't be doing that again. I think that's probably what happened. I think I started him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we're not going to play." He's like, "No, no comeback this week." And and that bullshit with Mark Ingram being a last minute scratch that got me a goose egg as well. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll take my dub. I I I deserve it in that league. I'm like second highest in points, and I'm also highest in points against. So, I'll take a four point win when I score sixty points under my average. Um. Uh, Taylor Heineke, though, I'm, I like him. I still like him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's you don't not you know he's not a guy you don't like. Yeah, you're not. Nobody's rooting against Taylor Heineke. I don't think he's got moxie. You know, he's out I mean, there. He's just he's just football player, man. Three in a row for the Washington football team, right? Yeah, Ron Rivera was fired up in the locker room, man. He was. Yeah, uh, I think he, he raised his voice. The power, I think. They throw like a rock against a wall when they get a like. 
It's, it's locker rooms are a weird place. I don't know the, the the context of the throwing the rock against the wall, but you know, <laughs> it's better than the fucking Jaguars and their axe from like 10 or 15 years ago. Do you guys remember that? Like the punter like sliced open his fucking calf. Because really? I think it was uh, I think it was Del Rio. And Del Rio's on the Washington staff too, so weird locker room shit kind of runs with him. Um, but I think Del Rio had this had this uh their slogan was like keep chopping. And so they had an axe and a block of wood in the locker room. And I think the punter sliced his fucking leg open with the axe one day. And they're like, man, we should probably get rid of the axe. That was probably, it was probably pretty stupid. Have a fucking axe around our million dollar, multi million dollar athletes. I was pretty good. wrong. Yeah. Um, I had a buddy, I had a buddy growing up that was, uh, he bought a samurai sword and totally split his shit open, like swinging it. I was like, <laughs> almost like, like you can almost cut your leg off. You look cool though. It was cool. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was quite like a, a Haturi Hanzo or whatever it's called from Kill Bill, but sure. But it was sharp enough for him to get some stitches in his shin from swinging it like an idiot. This is not the guy that was the Taekwondo champion. I'm guessing. No, no. This is a uh, uh, full blooded Caucasian idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways i'm watching t- taylor heineke tyler taylor i'm gonna go with taylor yeah um, i'm watching taylor heineke and i'm like the way they're talking about him the way he's moving around there was a, there was one point and my kids are in the other room i'm my wife's working i'm folding like the kids clothes and i'm watching the game and he slips out of a fucking like out of two sacks on one play and just like yep. slipped under one guy's arm. And I just was just like, oh fuck. And and I looked at my phone, I'm like, this is why I could never announce football games. Because something like that would happen and I the FCC would just be all over me. Like I, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to like something cool would happen. I'd go full Gus Johnson, but I would just be cursing the entire time. It um, would sound like uh who's the who's the guy that does like the fake Oh, Bob uh, yeah. yeah, it'd be like that. That guy's great. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, he was he was great when he still did that. Yeah, but he doesn't do that anymore. He's got like a top five podcast in the world, though. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah, and it's I've listened to it like twice and been like, I there's a certain you know there's a certain demographic that listens to that. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> the um, he's the, he's a he's a dumb Joe Rogan. He uh, um, he was in all the meme pages DMs when he was starting. Like, hey, can you shout me out? Can you do this? Can you do that? And um, yeah, he he forgot about us for sure. He definitely forgot about us. Anyway, um, good for him though. No, but I was watching Taylor Heineke. I'm like, that's Jeff Garcia right there, the old Niners quarterback. Like, that's him right there. Taylor Heineke doesn't look like Boggs from Shawshank, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's him. I like that. I like that comparison. Very familiar stat line. 
Yeah, I, I, I pulled up their stats. Like, so uh, uh, Garcia in 2000, it was his, he played in 99 because that was the year that he took over for Steve Young. So this is kind of his second year, but is coming out of his first, like, real training camp as the starter. He's not backing up Jeff Garcia. He's not backing up Steve Young anymore. And uh, 267, two touchdowns a game, uh, 26 rushing yards a game. Um, and with Heineke, he's at 240 passing, one and a half touchdowns a game, so a little less, a, just a tick higher on interceptions, but 27, 28 rushing yards a game. Like they're they're quite similar in 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 story because I mean Heineke's 28 and just getting his first shot. Jeff Garcia was 30. Um, guys that were lightly recruited and lightly pursued because of their height even though fuck like garcia had an excuse there weren't any short quarterbacks back then even 20 years ago there weren't any short quarterbacks i mean doug flutie was you know playing in canada garcia had to play in canada to to even get any run was he Uh, was he short yeah he was like six foot yeah i don't I, i don't remember him like that yeah I just remember him being as one of those first quasi mobile quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I mean that. I mean that was his thing. He was he's six one, and that same height as Wikipedia has him at six one, which is what Taylor Heineke had him at. Yep. So same same height, not a big arm, good decision maker, mobile enough, but not you know guys you're probably not running too much of the read option with kind of thing. Um. But uh, just a a a plus core. I mean, Garcia has 49er records. I mean, he went for two straight years. He went 31 and 10, 32 and 12 in terms of touchdowns to interceptions, and then uh, 21 10 the year after that. Like he was really really solid, and um, and then they broke up the Niners and Cleveland, Detroit, Philly. Two years in Tampa and a nothing year in Philly. Yeah, no, Jeff Garcia. I remember he came to the Browns and I think in like one of the first games, he he threw like a ninety-nine or ninety-seven yard touchdown. Ninety nine was the long that ninety-nine was the long his long that year. So yeah. Yeah. So I remember being all stoked on that, and then it was kinda not so much anything after that. <laughs> um, For Hefe. He must have something happened. He he was three and seven that year. Yeah, not a good year for him. Lee yeah. Suggs, man, I'm looking at some names on here. Lee Suggs, I haven't seen that name forever. That was a Curtis jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Antonio Bryant. Br- oh, jeez. Kel- Kellen Winslow, fucking soldier. <laughs> AKA sexual abuser of the homeless. Yeah. yeah. And elderly. The elderly. Elderly. elderly yeah. He was, uh, he was like junior fucking, what's his name? He, yeah. It, he, uh, why am I wait, junior Sayo? And Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. yeah he, was, he was, he was just like his predecessor. Yeah. yeah. Very similar. The yeah. tight end position, man. It's just it's uh 
you're too much like an offensive. You get the offensive lineman hits. You also get the, you know, you also get the hits from the safety. Like, it's just. But you get to you get get to be the prima donna, like the wide receiver, yet still hang out in the line full of alpha males. Yeah, it's just it's not a good position for the CTE stuff. No, nope. So, um, anyways, that was um, I guess again, like you know, congrats to the the football team you beat uh, Seattle team without Russell Wilson. You know, but you can't choose your you can't choose your opponent. You gotta you gotta play who's out there. So. Congrats and to what them. can't choose your opponent and what limits they may have. Exactly. You really can't. Exactly. You Whether can't. that's Geno Smith or uh, some kind of finger injury. Yeah. yeah. So. Apparently it's a pretty important finger. It's a big yeah. one. They were talking about it on the, on the, on the broadcast about mm-hmm. how important it is and how they understood why Russell Wilson was taking the time to, Right, because you know, he he definitely couldn't perform to Russell Wilson's standards. Right. With you know, with a finger like that. Yeah, it would yeah. it would almost be like self serving and selfish to come back and like make a big thing about coming back to like, you know, but hey, I'm back it, when, right. when you're not, right, you know, when you're when you're not Mr. Unlimited. Like Right. You know, it's false advertising is what that would be. Sure. Exactly. It's irresponsible. Kind of limited. Yeah. Kind of limited. Rel- yeah. Re- relatively, you know, egocentric. And like, I mean, like, I'm thinking of, you know, if you were to come back, I would sue. Like, you can't call yourself Mr. Unlimited and, and then be said limited quarterback. Like, it's just not it's not kosher, man. It's not it's not right. I'm getting fired up about this. Like, it's it's uh I'm glad he's sitting out. And uh, I hope he waits to come back because, man, I you know, I staked my reputation on that guy last year, and he, oh, you know, he just, <laughs> he just ran that thing right into the ground. I I was going places with this podcast, and then I call him my MVP, and and everything just kind of you know it's, it's been all steady, credibility. But, all credibility goes away. Yeah, Thanks. you know how long it takes Gone. to build back from that. It's been a it's been an uphill it's been an uphill uh, stroll here, man. Do you think I can sue? I can sue for anything now. This is that was the fucking from success like from succession. Yeah, two episodes ago. I'm <laughs> think I can sue? <laughs> Such a good show. It's fucking perfect. Anyway, I don't want to fucking. I'm not gonna ruin it for Doug. You got to crack a couple eggs, a couple greggs to make a tomlet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all time. That is one of the best quotes in any show that's ever been. You gotta yeah, I got it. I, I, I got it. Yeah. Anyway, I got to catch up. Yeah. Up. So, somebody somebody wrote today all the all the good that's been done to the world by Ted Lasso is immediately undone by succession. It's yin and yang. <laughs> it is yin and fucking yang. It absolutely like, is. Succession is like if. If a TV show was made up of nothing but Ned, that's the entire <sighs> show. It's like Entourage. If if they were you know multi million you know multi conglomerate corporations. Ah, uh, <laughs> see, like the thing with Entourage is in Entourage, everything always worked out for the best. 
in succession it's like so there uh, did you guys ever watch bloodline on netflix no nah i've i've seen like the first episode it was it was solid there was three seasons for whatever reason i made it for whatever reason i made it through that one and uh the wife didn't um but she'd check in periodically she's like how's how's your stupid show going and i'm saying (laughs) it's it's going badly for everyone and it's only getting worse it basically starts from a not so bad place and by the end everybody is in their own personal fucking hell and i i just get the feeling that's where we're going with succession and it's just it's glorious the entire way and i mean they they all deserve it oh yeah there's not a redeeming goddamn person on that show yeah we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyways, all right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, hey, quick break. Download this some bitch. Download the podcast. Uh, we got a we got a wonderful little review the other day. That uh, you gonna read it? Yeah, might as well. Ten like, ten 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 review. Just a just a just a a beautiful wordsmith. Peak review. Yeah. Where did I put that? Damn it. All right. Anyway, download the fucking podcast. Go to uh, Apple. Leave reviews for us. Um, they'll show up on the pod. And while I'm stalling here to get to said review so that I can read it, here it is. Great fun. Five stars and non-toxic football. All three guys on the podcast are super funny and cool dudes who interact with fans on social media. Their football takes aren't hot garbage either, like a lot of sports media. So that's a five out of five in my book. William, Appreciate big, you. big Willie style. Yeah, my man. Uh, download the podcast, leave reviews, and uh, if you are subscribed, just unsubscribe and resubscribe really quickly. Be great. Appreciate the hell out of you. The deal. Uh, hopefully, everyone 
downloaded it on their mother's phones this Thanksgiving. If you did not, you have another opportunity coming up here soon. Right, Christmas. Christmas, yep. Hanukkah, right now. Yeah. And then the other stuff that people also celebrate, I think. If you're at school, borrow your friends' phones for just a quick second. Go in, subscribe, and uh, download all episodes. It's not your data. It's theirs. It's not technically stealing because you're not using it. Um, and, and we get the downloads. So just, you know. Everybody sure wins. It's like the just make make not Joe Flacco the podcast the 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 old YouTube al- YouTube album that you know they just put on people's phones. You too, you too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I fucking hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it insists on itself. <laughs> what? See, I that never bothered me that they did that. One because I would have never searched out. On my phone, been like, "Hey Siri, well, play you too." Well, because well, because you, you know, like I was not that bothered either because I was like, "Why is everybody so pissed off about this?" And then like all the songs would come on in shuffle. I'd be like, "Fuck this," because they were all terrible. Yeah. If it, if it if it had introduced me to something cool that I didn't know about, then then I'd be I'm all in, right? But not that hot fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Anyways, download the fucking pod, people. Do See it. Um, so seven layer nachos this week. I, I you know, we're, we're a little word association, but I'm I want I want to talk. Let's try and I want to see if we can come up with seven QBs that aren't going to be they're going to be moving, and preferably starters. Like we don't need the the backups, but guys that are on a team now and won't be next year, and and it was inspired by. Um. You know this this game tonight, where you know Seattle's got to do something. Like they're having a terrible season, and it's probably going to be Russ or Pete that's got to go. And uh, you'd think that, I mean, you'd think that Russ is going to be the one that's like, "Get me the fuck out of here." There's no talent. You don't have draft picks. The you can't fucking get any offensive linemen. Like. If you're not going to get like, they'd have to get rid of the GM. They'd have to get rid of the coach, or they get rid of Russ. I imagine that they'd probably be like, "Oh, we can't get draft picks if we fire Pete. Can't get draft picks if we get rid of John Schneider. But for Russ, we can get three firsts and probably two thirds or whatever the, you know, whatever the Deshaun Watson um, offers were." Um, so, anyways, Russ is Russ was the first name that came to mind. Russ is the reason that uh, that we're we're talking for seven sure. years about. He's really not. He's really hurting him. You know, he's not doing himself any favors. You know, currently. Well, the, I mean, the best not, not thing playing. you can do is rest and right. Right. don't put any bad tape out there that like might make right. teams think that like there might be like something structurally wrong with his, his finger, or uh, that or that he's on the decline. That he's he's over the hill. Or that he's like a diva that like you just like don't want to have to manage like that maybe like you know um, it's just better he's just do he's doing the right thing staying out of the limelight not you know kind of acting like the wife of a you know the husband of a you know a R and B singer you know you know that type um, and uh, um, anyways he's doing the right thing laying low. So I still think his value is incredibly high um, b- 
be, because he's doing the right thing. He's he's just yeah. he's just rehabbing. I, 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 I will say, I, yeah, I mean, I, I will say he's it feels to me if he does move that it's a big contract and you know it's pool hole style. You're not getting much out of that. Yeah. So the um, anyway, Russ, Russ, I think is is a is a prime name for for moving. You guys got any off the top of your head that that Obvi- might? Be- yeah, obviously Rogers. Rogers, right? Yeah, he gone. Ben's retiring. I can't imagine him going somewhere else. <laughs> he's he's- <laughs> no, that's. No, sweet. If somebody gave sweet. him money to quarterback in the NFL next year, that's would you stop watching? Robbery. What's yeah. he? Gonna, what's he gonna? I'm scared to find out what he's gonna do with his free time. Because I was gonna think, like, he's not a broadcast booth guy. Either. No, he's not. He's more of like he's more of a like stand on the second floor of the mall and look down girls' shirts kind of guy. Yeah, I can see he's down the, your shirt. <laughs> He's gonna be heavy on the uh, the local bar circuit. Yeah. On what his mo- is on his he, motorcycle? What is he gonna weigh for his Hall of Fame induction? Right, like he's gonna be three. He's gonna be three hundred easy. Yeah, like I would just he's. And where does it, where does he go? I mean, could, could you imagine Big Ben and like? Being like retiring and heading down to Miami, is he single? It's probably where he's going. Is he married? Miami's definitely Miami or Vegas are the two big, uh, <clears throat> big bed places. They come to. Mind. I'm pretty sure he's he's married and he's he's a family guy now. For now, for yeah. now. Yeah, he's oh, uh, he's after, not yeah. not Ten as years. many bathroom stall assaults these days. Not as many he's opportunities. Limited in that regard. Yep. <coughs> oh, the the wife um, uh, did not listen to the pod, but she did download it because I put it. I downloaded it on her phone, um, but uh, <laughs> could hear me uh, yelling about how handsome certain coaches were last week, and um, got got offended. Eh, maybe not offended. She's like, you're you're there insulting all these women's taste in men, and and it's just you three idiots. And I said, yeah, that's the podcast. Uh huh. Yep. Um, your your point, Mrs. Yeah. Nacho. At least we're consistent. Right. You just Duh. described you just described every podcast in the world. But fine, go ahead. Uh-huh. Go off, <laughs> sis. And um. Uh. Anyway, so we talked briefly about her coming on to discuss the hotness of certain NFL players. And then we just never did it, but she was very upset that we were, um, that we were, uh, dis- we, we didn't have a woman on as like a, as a control. It was just all <clears throat> anyways. She, what does she know? She doesn't do well. Content. I mean, in, in that defense, I was questioning and we all were talking about, you know, the demographic of these and where they could possibly be coming from. Right, we did try to understand. Right, we did talk about it. There was an attempt at empathy. Yeah, there was inclusion. Yeah, yeah. If she wants to come on here and defend Bill Belichick being ahead of Kevin Stefanski, I would love to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Bring that noise, Miss Nacho. Go upstairs. Bring it. Go get her. 
Yeah, go get it. <laughs> you want me to text her? I will fly back out there. We can we can have this conversation. <laughs> All right. Um, so okay, so we got Russ, we've got Rogers. Uh, Doug, you got anybody? Uh, Matt Ryan seems like a logical, logical name to put on there. Is, is he going to be? Yeah. Um, and then there's always those round of bridge quarterback slash. Is this guy a backup? Oh nope, he's going to have to start for us this year. There's a bunch of guys like that. There's a, there's a whole ton of guys like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Deshaun is Deshaun's a, a, a fair, rather obvious name. So we got Russ, Rogers, Deshaun, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Um, that would be. So I guess if you're ranking those, you go Rogers first or Russ first. Rogers. Rogers. You go Russ first for eight. Rogers. No, no, definitely not Russ. Rogers. Okay, Rogers. so it's for Rogers. Um, Russ or Deshaun? Deshaun. Even with all the yeah. Okay. I mean, not not. This isn't a whole. I mean, I guess character-wise too, right? <laughs> I put those guys <laughs> almost in the same kind of category. I know that's very you know, controversial, but they're both easily despisable people for different reasons. Plus, I'm pretty sure all that stuff's going to get settled out of court. It's yeah, already, yeah. It's more the. the anyway, it's just it's just more like the, the ick factor. Um. Okay, so Russ is Russ is number three, certainly ahead of Matt Ryan, though. I think so. Yeah, at this point, yeah, you gotta say that. All right. Yeah, so I mean, then, if he's if if he's got ten fingers, yeah. So then, that's that's gonna be a hell of a sweepstakes for those four. For those four guys, there's a lot. There's. And 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 the way two is playing right now, like Miami might make a mistake. I mean, either either two is driving up his trade value, and like the Texans will take him back and and not have to give up and not ask for as, as many picks, right? Um, but you know, two is two is on a little run right now. And uh, driving up at, at least driving up his value, whether it's to the Dolphins or, or to some other team. Um, so two is a wild card for this list just because he's likely to stay on the Dolphins. But if the Dolphins were to get antsy about or continue to be antsy about him and continue to pursue Deshaun. I don't think they'd go after Rodgers. It doesn't seem like the right fit for Rodgers. Um, but uh, I mean, the only thing that has is, is location. Yeah, I mean, you got location. You've got Jalen Waddle. You got a good defense. Um, Brian Flores is is maybe not the coach we thought he was last year. But they're, again, they're on a they're on a little run right now. Um, yeah. The problem, I, another problem with Miami is that oh fuck, the Patriots are good again, and you've still got the Bills there, so that becomes a really difficult division to win in. If the Dolphins also get good, granted you've got the um, the Jets there, but every every division's got a 
most divisions have a Jets. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so it's like you're looking at, you know, uh, the Steelers are going to need a quarterback, the Texans. Um, I, dr- I mean, it, that just that just hit me. Like Russ on the Steelers just makes so much sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the, the Broncos are going to need a guy. Um, the Giants. I'll, I'll tell you right that, like, I think. <sighs> I think the only guy on that list that we just rifled off that I'd want on the team is Aaron Rodgers. Knowing knowing that he's there for two years max. Like you wouldn't sell yourself on like another five, six years of Russell Wilson. No, definitely not. And I and I, I can't stand him. Um and you hated and you, Eli at one point though. No, I didn't hate him. I just it was <laughs> it, it, you would understand. I mean you have an Eli on your team, it's just, it's just difficult. Yeah, it's like you know, it's right. Like, it's, He's a, he's that like really great employee that you rely on, but just really pisses you off like once a week, right? Like just really like oh my god, if you weren't good, I'd fire you so bad. <laughs> the um okay, so Giants are a maybe, the Bears are a no, the Lions are a no, the Packers are a no, the Vikings are a no. For no for what? Being the market for a quarterback, so Saints, Saints is one. Panthers is another. You don't think the Packers will be? You think no, they're, they're set on Jordan Love? Yeah. You, you think they're that's their guy? Their I think their whole point is they're gonna try and go the you know they're gonna try and do this for a third straight time. They're gonna go from Favre to Rogers to Jordan Love. Okay. Um, and then Seattle. If 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 Russ were to go, so there's here's here's where I'm going with this. You, we're going to get down to you've got Matt Ryan and Jimmy G. As well here, I've got Jimmy G. Probably on the fifth on this list. Um, so Russ, Deshaun, Rogers, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy G. The Ryan and and Jimmy G. Are you're going to need to trade for? Yeah. And so the teams that get desperate but can't come up with the um either all those guys case. you would have and to let's, let, for. Do, uh, Doug, you want to bring in the you want to bring in the top three yeah, you're right. five in the draft? Right. You would have to trade for Russ, Aaron yeah, Rodgers, no, right. Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, and Deshaun. All those guys would have to be traded for. Uh, right. whereas, None of them are free agents. Yep. I've been Four. thinking that all of these guys. I've been thinking Rogers has gone so hard that I've just like manufactured his free agency out of thin air. Right. There is not. There is not a big name free agent quarterback. So you've got is somebody DM me and they're like, "Hey, you know, it's like, did you see the report that they're going to trade Jimmy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that was the fucking plan. Of course they're going to try and trade Jimmy." And he's like, "What do you think they can get for him? Like a fifth?" And I'm like. Dude, like, there's going to be – I mean, there only needs to be five QB needy teams, six maybe, that are like – that, and a couple of them just need to miss out on 
those top three. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it becomes like, you know, two twos, one and a two, you know, like, especially if, you know, if, if Jimmy's playing, if Jimmy's playing well, but <sighs> you know, it's like, does Sean Payton think he's like, man, I could, you know, if I miss out on all the other guys, could I fucking, I could use a Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. Right. Um, well, J- Jameis is a free agent. Jameis is yep. a free agent. Yep. Yeah. He's probably the best on that list. He's, so he, I think he's easily the best free agent quarterback right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, him, Tarod, Andy Dalton, Foles, and Minshew are all going to be free agents as well. Cam, Jacoby Brissett. Minshew, I think Minshew's still under contract. I think, I think he's on a still on a cheap on his cheap rookie deal. I think. Well, uh, oh, did he get traded or picked up? Or no, he did get traded. Got traded, yeah. Don't don't sleep on Mike White. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So so Russ. So we're at five. Russ, Jimmy, uh, Matt Ryan, Rogers, Deshaun, and then I guess James is six. Yeah, maybe Tua. Two is yeah, two is in two is in that kind of like if, if, if the shuffle I, starts happening. Right. I think it's talk about Daniel Jones too. He's not going anywhere. I mean, I wouldn't be that upset if they got their shit together and concentrated completely on on line and defense. While he's I mean, like, I don't think he's gonna get the, the fifth year option picked up, right? So but you can always franchise him after the season anyway, so it's not that big a deal. Um, you, it'll cost you a little more if, if you're if you're wrong about him. But um, yeah, I mean, Wiley's cheap. You you know you potentially get a new coach in. They definitely get a new GM. Potentially get a new coach in there, and give him you know one last crack and and see if you can kind of iron out some of the things that he's silly about. Yeah, if it's been uh, if it's been a line problem all along, or he's just not. Good. I mean, if you're getting a new GM, which it's looking like you are, you're getting a new quarterback too. I, I mean, that would make sense. A house clearing would would be in order, I believe. Um, Every GM is going to want to want to get their own guy in there, um, especially with two top ten picks that the Giants might end up having. Having, yeah. So, well, who's Doug? I wanted to ask you this before because this is part of the conversation. Who are the who are the big quarterbacks coming out? Yeah, this is there is not it is not it's not it's, it's not, not this year's. Like I would venture to say, all four quarterbacks drafted this year are better than the guys coming out this year. Um, but there's like there's a small school guy from Liberty that people are really high on, um, and I'm having a brain fart. His first name is Malik. I can't remember his last name. But he's – they're saying he'll be a first-round quarterback. The Pitt quarterback, Kenny Pickett, has played his way into arguably the top quarterback in the draft, which is – I mean, he looks like Derek Carr to me. And then there's uh, the North Carolina quarterback who everybody was high on to start the season, but they kind of stunk it up this year. But he's still solid. He's uh, He kind of – he looks like Baker Mayfield. That's who he reminds me of, Sam Howell. And then um, I think I mean that's I mean there's three right there. I don't know if there's another another guy that's going to be first round worthy. They were talking about the USC quarterback, but he had a stinker of a year. They were talking about the Oklahoma quarterback. He had a stinker of a year. He's going back. He's he just announced he's transferring somewhere. 
Right. Um. So yeah. So not a not a quarterback heavy draft this year. Right. So so it's really it is a free agent market this year for anybody who, in one of those teams that needs to make a change, real you know almost immediately. The Giants I think are in, are in one of those positions. Right. Um. The Steelers probably are in, are in that position. Yeah. yeah. It's like you've got. The Steelers are almost the, on top of the desperation list, I think. Yeah. Malik Willis is the name of that Liberty quarterback. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it'd be. Is Liberty like a new college? Liberty is. No, they've been around for a while. They just. They got. Um, they got that coach from Ole Miss that like got in a bunch of trouble for like recruiting stuff a couple years ago, Hugh Freeze. And ever since he's been there, they've just been amazing destroying people and putting up big numbers and doing well but they're a small is, school team liberty the jerry Falwell school yes <laughs> yeah what does that mean uh jerry Falwell was a uh, is a i know i know jerry Falwell is what does is he on he the school started, or something started the school oh god yeah. it's a hyper religious like right wing kind of kind of thing I think that I feel like there's another one of those that like took over, like they rebranded a school, rebranded for a new name or something. Yeah, it's. I mean, who is like, the who is the 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 death penalty school? SMU. SMU. Yeah, SMU. Are they still SMU? Southern Meth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I feel, I, I thought like maybe Liberty rebranded from SMU or something like that because they seem to be similar. Yeah. Anyway, so. Anyway, so I think I think we got our I think we're comfortable with our seven. The guy that you know, it's like the guy that I would love to see get a shot somewhere is fucking Minshew. I would love to see him get a real shot somewhere, kind of in a Taylor Heineke type role, right? Actually, you know, some starters. How does that happen though? Where does that where does that fall in? I mean, like Somebody, somebody's got to get hurt, like Houston. Or, Somebody's got to get hurt, or somebody's just gonna be, or somebody's gonna be like, I mean, like it, the Giants, right? Like, okay, we're gonna ride the. We we don't like the quarterbacks. Um, Daniel Jones is is potentially on his last year with the team. Let's bring in Minshew. Maybe Minshew breeds him out in camp. If right. Not, if something. If he's if Daniel Jones is playing terrible, we can at least see what Minshew's got like, as, as a bridge to the next guy. Like, yeah, I'm a fan of that. I like that. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to see Minshew get a shot. Crayon dude is asking. Uh, so on on the stream here, we got to do a better job. I got to, I got to do a better job of like bringing this stuff into the into the pod here. But um, his first question was, should the Seahawks trade Russ? And I mean, it's like, should they? No, but I don't know that they've got many other options. I mean, what's your guys' take on should the Seahawks trade Russ? Well, I mean, if. Uh... If I mean, if their seventy-year-old coach is leaving, you don't have to get rid of Russ. You can always kind of say, "Hey, Pete Carroll's gone. We can still build around Russ if he's healthy." You know, got to get right. Yep, ten fingers. Um, but I don't think it's a lock for Russ to go, especially if Pete Carroll goes. Yeah, I don't think so either. But but not Joe. I think you hit the nail on the head at the top of the pod when you were talking about one or the other. And if it is Pete Carroll that they want to stay, 
right? Less moves and the smarter move to get the value now, then that makes sense to trade Russ. Yeah, I mean, it's like if if you're really looking at that roster and saying we cannot compete in the division with this talent and we have to get an influx of talent, then, you know, then the only way to kind of like go get yourself three first round picks or five picks or whatever the fuck it is, is to is to trade that guy and, and then find somebody to 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 fill the gap um, for a couple of years while you look for the next guy. But Russell Wilson will still be good the next time the Seahawks are good. Like if they trade him, he will still be playing well the next time that the, the Seahawks are playing well. But like Russ also probably doesn't want to sit, stick around for um, a rebuild either. Right. I mean, it's like, next, no, yeah, he, he definitely does not. So, so yeah, it's two, three years away. Yeah, that puts him yeah. at 34. Like, I, I I feel like Tua is that kind of prime target where they can they can you know say it's it's Russ <clears throat> you know like and a couple and a couple picks for Tua. Right. Something like that makes a lot of sense. Or if they you know you if they do the same Tua and a couple picks for Russ, you mean correct. Correct. Yeah. Um that that's where uh massage boy comes into play too a little bit like how how valuable is he and and what teams are willing to to trade for him and how hungry are they like uh, again the Steelers the Steelers come to mind as the most desperate team do they have um do they have picks to trade yeah I don't I, I mean they've got I, I don't know their pick situation off the top of my head but I mean like they're an attractive team but they've got a similar problem in that their offensive line still isn't great. Um, yeah. But they've got, they've got weapons, right? Um, they've got a stable coach. It's a great, you know, it's a great organization that always wins. Um, yeah, story program. Like like someone someone would want to go win in Pittsburgh. Right. And and so it's like if, if you're looking at the, you know, it's like will, this, will the Saints necessarily bring Jameis back if they can go get – Rodgers or Russ or um, Deshaun Watson? No, of course not. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Saints might also not be desperate either, right? And, if, and you know, don't their cap situation is always kind of goofy as hell. So um, that's a, that would be a highly desirable if, – if you're a quarterback, right, playing for Sean Payton, playing for Mike Tomlin, um, trying to think of some of the other – you know the the Dolphins' job doesn't sound that that bad. Um, uh, ba, 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 ba. The Broncos' job would be really appealing. Um, they've got a ton of talent on that team, offense and defense. They're just, you know, they're trotting up Teddy Bridgewater, and he's getting hurt, and then they're bringing in Drew Locke, and he's Drew Locke, and. Um, you know, but they're competitive. I mean, they're six and five with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Imagine what yeah. they would have if they'd fucking actually pulled off the Rogers trade. Yeah. The worst thing about the the worst thing about the Broncos um, is Mahomes is in the Mahomes and Herbert are in the division. 
that's the worst thing about that that spot. And possibly Elway. Right. Right. If if Elway has you know, Oh, he's out he, he's out of the mix. They've Elway's been uh, removed from the Oh, has he? Yeah, he's out uh, of the decision making process. Right, because that would that would there'd be an ego problem there. <clears throat> so the um God, dude, Kirk Cousins is probably going to be the best quarterback in the NFC North next year. I was going to say something about like, what about him? He's, a, oh, that, he's got such a fucking huge contract. Right, but that's a that's a Carol Russ situation, Junior. The Vikings just wouldn't. That's that the Vikings salary cap would be completely nuked if they did anything. They gave him such a big contract. Um. It's like it's a bananas, bananas cap hit for a trade. Right. Yeah, I. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, I, I would say yeah. The Broncos and Steelers are definitely the two best situations to go into for quarterbacks next year. I, I mean, I, I, you know, and we talked about Rodgers, you know. Because really, he's going to go somewhere, right? He's not staying in Green Bay, and he's going to play. So that's that's the biggest name to talk about, and and what team fits him the best, right? Pittsburgh, uh, but I don't think he wants to go play in Pittsburgh. Yeah, who would want to do that? New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans, or Miami? Yeah, yeah. Denver is. I'd imagine Denver's Denver, right? I, 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 yeah, I'm saying two and like other options. Because <laughs> the other aspect of this, right, is that like Rogers for sure going to an AFC team. Yeah, if he's getting traded, the Texans don't care as much about Deshaun. They'll happily trade him to an AFC team just to a get rid of that all that craziness. Deshaun wants out anyways. They're going to go for the best offer because they're not going to be good for a couple years anyways. What's the fucking difference? But the 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 Packers are have designs on on contending next year, right? So they're not gonna they're not gonna want Rodgers in the same conference. Right. Uh, Russ will get traded. I could see Russ going anywhere except the NFC West. Um, not that there's an NFC West team that would trade for him, or that could trade for him. I'd there say. were there were two articles in the New York media that the Giants need to trade for Russell Wilson now. And and yeah. I, I got sick to my stomach. If Russell Wilson goes to the Giants, I don't know how strongly of a fan I'll be. <laughs> He'd be the best. He, he may be the best quarterback that the Giants will have ever had in their entire history. I don't like him. <clears throat> I'll like him. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, winning cures everything, buddy. If, He's a winner if, for if, if you ever hear me say, let Russ cook. Come to my house, drag me out, and beat me to death. <laughs> no, I'll just record it and save it. Why would I make that stop? Oh. I'll get you an apron. I'll get you coffee mugs. Um, and then I have to deal with this. Then I have to deal with so much of this. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't talk about winning, him as much though. if you'd be out of the division. You wouldn't be talking about him as much. You'd be winning. I don't. I don't know. There still needs a line. That's the thing that like that's some kind of bonehead situation that the, the Giants may do right trade their two picks for somebody like uh, for a quarterback and not and still 
not create a line. Like Daniel Jones will do just fine for the next two years if they if they if they bolster up that line. Yeah. I've gotten I mean, quite confident in that. It's the NFC East. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we beat Philly. That was fun. Got the yeah. dub. That was that was a that was a silver lining for for most things. Jalen Rager, you guys are man. defensive play. If we're if we're if if we got time to do awards, of Jalen Rager is the uh, he is definitely Hollywood okay. Brown, Marquise Brown, offensive defensive player of the week. Hundred percent, no other nominees. <laughs> two, two dropped game winning touchdowns. No, no, he he broke up those passes. That's right. That's right. He did. He did. Yeah. But that. But but to 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 cue on that, that is still the Giants being the Giants. They just they they just the eagled e- the Eagles eagled harder than the Giants giant. <laughs> if that if that makes sense, like gianted, China. What's up? Gianted. The Cowboys have lost two straight. The football team has won three straight, and the football team is still two games behind the Cowboys. Right. For, for first I, I was just going to say the Giants are one game out of the final wild card spot right now. Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, they are. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is disgusting. It is. I think what was the over under? Like five wins? And wasn't yeah. they're four and seven. Washington is Washington's in the seventh spot. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a plus. There's what one, two, three, four, five, six, five win teams and two four win teams. Yeah, the NFC is 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 bottom light, man. Yeah, bad teams in the NFC. Well, the uh, but they also might have the like the Cardinals and Packers are probably the two best teams in the league at this point. Maybe the Patriots would be up there as well. <laughs> That's that so an incredible gross? thing to talk about. Isn't that fucking gross? Mm-hmm. So if, if if you were doing your top three teams, who are your top three teams right now? I mean, the Patriots are the hottest team in football. Yeah. Yep. Six, Six wins. wins in a row, and they've. They're, I mean, they're averaging like they're at, they're they're averaging thirty five points. Their opponents are averaging ten in that stretch. So they're beating yeah. people thirty five to ten over the last month and a half. They have the best point differential in all of football. Plus 146. 146 yeah. But but they still have caught, you know, I mean, if we want to go through who they've beaten, they've caught either good teams in, in a bad spot or they've beaten bad teams. I mean, they're, they're I mean, they, they just, they beat the Chargers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, I mean, and that, that team is just a fucking dice roll every game. Doesn't matter uh, who they're playing. The Titans, the, the Titans helped that the Titans had nobody, right? Uh, yeah. You know, but I mean, they played the Buccaneers but, close when it was still early. Did they beat the, the Bengals. Saints, the Saints are that game. I think was an aberration. The Dolphins game at the beginning of the season was a one point loss. Like they're, um, but yeah, they are blitzing people right now. 26-13, are their last four games. Oh, and there's a 54-13 mixed in there as well on the other side of the Chargers game. Hey, we're going to see about the Patriots over the next three weeks. At Bills, right. at home versus Bills. 
Yeah. So who's your top three teams? I think I think the Packers have to be there. Ugh. I mean the Cardinal I mean the Cardinals are nine and two. They're winning even without fucking Kyler Murray. Right. So they have to be there too. So they have to be there. So there's Right. It's it's funny, you know, two weeks two weeks and this is a difficult conversation. And two weeks ago it was who was it? The Rams, the Bucks. I mean the Bucks have to be that third, I think. Yeah, I the, the Rams, Bucks and the Patriots what, and the Packers. Yeah. Bucks Patriots. Yeah, I'd 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 go Patriots, Cardinals, and Packers right now. Um, but I mean Cowboys have lost two straight, the Rams have lost three straight, Saints have lost four straight. I don't uh, think they were in the conversation though. Titans have lost two straight. Titans were for sure. I mean, I even did a whole fucking blog post about them going fifteen and two and they've lost two straight. So you're welcome, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Tainted. The taint is so real. I guess that's a a nice segue for uh, uh, welcome to my taint talk. Uh, (laughs) It's so real. I I managed, I I, I somehow managed to tear Debo Samuel's groin, um, which is not the way I ever envisioned doing it. Um, uh, Yeah, I posted about Debo Samuel and he tore his groin. 30 minutes later, uh, or tweaked is growing 30 minutes later. Um, but, uh, and then, and listen, I, I, I already apologized for it on my story. There's no cousin's curse that hit from this week. Um, uh, people are saying that I maliciously posted the cousin's curse meme when the Vikings were only up seven, nothing in the first <laughs> quarter. As some kind of fucking reverse jinx, like that, like that stuff even exists or works. Yeah, um, yeah. that's not even a thing. It's just fucking childish. Like, come on, ridiculous. You know? <laughs> like to think that I would stoop so low is to call the game for the other team that my team's playing when it's only seven nothing and Jimmy had already thrown in one interception. Like, right. The game that was it. I, you know. Vikings were a hot team, man. Like, I was just – I was riding the wave. Vikings were coming in, man. They were taking no prisoners. Kirk Doing the bull dance. Riding the I wave. Read, I read all those comments from my Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins post where I said, like, the winner of this game is going to be the team that has the, the secondary that's got the better hands. I read all those comments, and everybody swore to me that Jimmy – not Jimmy, Kirk. Kirky, Kirky. was an MVP candidate. That he he didn't throw the ball to the other team anymore. And so what was I to do? Like they were up seven nothing. They've got a future MVP and Kirk Cousins. Of course I'm going to put the Cousins curse up there. It was safe. It was locked. And, I don't uh, see the problem. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You just you were wrong again. Yeah, it just happens, right? I mean, you're yeah. they're lucky. I didn't put it up earlier. I should I could have put it up pregame. Right. I was that sure of a Vikings victory. <sighs> Anyways, fucking impugning my character, scumbag. Ridiculous. Way out of line. Way out of line. Seriously. Um. But uh, oh, not just uh, my my taint did get on. I did put my taint on some eagles. 
so you're you're welcome, Trevor. Show did. And um, what was, what was the other team I tainted? Oh, the Rams. I'm not sure my taint's that strong, but like that Stafford just kind of you know. He's trying to do the Big Ben thing, Baker Mayfield thing right now, where he's like, crazy hurt, and this fucking sucks, and I'm just out here gutting it out. But he also, he also just might be a loser. Three, it's, pick it's six, a, three games in a row with a pick six for that guy, right? It's, a, it's yeah. a tough transition, that's for sure. That's a tough transition to, to go from losing all that to all that time yeah. to then having a winning mentality. Well, it's not, not like it's not like they added some guy that's a known cancer and haven't won a game since they got him. That's not a factor either. No, uh-uh. just just signing all the free agents I can, regardless of their impact on the team on the locker room. Man, I had a really good tweet at Bamani Jones. I um, am not going to let you talk about Von Miller like that. <laughs> <laughs> After that first game, Odell was there. Bamani Jones. Some people were criticizing Odell. Bomani has something about man. He hasn't even been there seventy-two hours, and your guys are going to say this. And I tweeted, uh, "The key to stopping cancer is early detection." I thought that was a good, <laughs> nice. I thought, I thought that was yeah. Didn't didn't get the likes that I was looking for on Twitter, but fuck Twitter because that that's that's just Twitter that shows you that that, that I mean that is that is a a one comment. Yeah, so I a one a one. But he got a he got a long touchdown. Odell, he got his touchdown. He he, I mean, he dropped out of the two hands. Yeah, oh. dropped a big third down ball, and you know didn't finish a couple routes, but he got that long touchdown. So that's he sure did. And then and then he was gonna jump into the crowd, and then and then he he didn't. Good idea. Did you see, see he pulled back from that because he was he had a back boo boo. So maybe he maybe he's showing some maturity. Mature, mature, clever. clever. Um. Oh, uh, unexpected performances of the week. I've got, uh, well, I've got the, I've got the Steelers. Um, Ooh-wee. I looked it up. That was a stinker. And um, who, who had a worse game, Roethlisberger or Cam Newton? Oh, Cam Newton. Yeah, he had a bad game. Yeah, that was bad. That made me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so unexpected performance of the week. I got Lamar with four interceptions, um, and a win (laughs) and and a win, right? The Raiders somehow beating the, so nobody in our little picks thing, um, picked the Raiders at all. We had no expectation they were going to beat the Cowboys. And, uh, did I win that? We tied. Oh man. So I'll, I'll, uh, I, I finally I was like looking I'm like hey I got four wins the other guy's got three and one of you had the football team and the other team had the Seahawks and I'm like motherfucker like I'm best I can get, best I can get up to is second place um, or second pick next week so um, I'll have I'll I, I think I'm uh, one of you's the first pick the other's the third pick but I'm definitely the second pick next week nice so. Um, but then the Steelers giving up 41 in back-to-back games. I looked it up, so I could be completely wrong. But from what I could tell, this hasn't happened since 1989. Can you fucking stop? 
Sorry. My fucking cat keeps farting next to me, dude. Don't say, sir, this is my podcast. <laughs> um, Should have muted that one. Cat uh, farts? <laughs> yeah, dude. Is that a thing? I've never heard of cat fart. I, I didn't know either, except this little motherfucker comes along. <laughs> Holy shit. He's a big kitten, and he's just a fucking idiot, and he farts. That's awesome. He, he's, he's pretty cool. All right, sorry. Fucking cats. Fucking cat. Um. Anyway, so last week they lost forty-one thirty-seven. This week they lost forty-one ten. Back in September of nineteen eighty-nine, they they opened the season with a fifty-one nothing loss to Cleveland to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, to Cleveland, and then uh, a forty-one ten loss the week after to the Bengals. Future, uh, no, not the defending AFC champion. Cincinnati Bengals. The Boomer Esiason Bengals? The Boomer Esiason Bengals, yeah. And then, holy okay. shit. Oh, wait, that, never mind. And then a couple. So, yeah, but they hadn't given up 41 since 2018. They hadn't given up 41 uh, twice in a season since 2013. And well, the Browns put 41, 40-plus 40 on them in the playoffs last year. Didn't they? I mean, I, I was looking at regular season. Oh, okay, gotcha. Hey, can we call this episode Cat Farts? No, I guess not. No, I get no, I'm I'm gonna pass. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work for the SEO, I don't think. Yeah. Right. I don't think our target audience is Googling cat farts too often. <laughs> there you know, is a specific audience though. I take it back. I've talked to too many of my followers to completely rule that out. Yeah, because they're just they're Anyway, the Bengals, though, I, th- I think I think more impressive is is how they're playing, and I like to say I've been an advocate of that team all season. They look good. Yeah. They look good, especially against, you know, a, uh, I guess a, a well-regarded defense, although the stats have not proved so recently. Oh, one thing, Bengals-related, uh, because I got to tie everything back to the 49ers, I was super like I was super bummed about the Niners having a Sunday night game into a 10 a.m. game on the you know, on the, you know, on the East Coast um, or Eastern Time Zone, but then the Seahawks are so bad that the NFL was like, we can't make this a prime time game. So now the Niners have a little more rest. So thank you to Geno Smith for this little um, this little uh, losing streak. That Did that really happen? Yeah. Yeah, they flexed the the Seattle and Niners game out of Sunday Night Football, and so now the Niners get uh, have a proper one o'clock game with Seattle that day, and they can you know kind of take a normal you know whatever rest day or whatever they don't that's the body clocks are normal whatever the fuck it is, and they'll show up to Cincinnati and do their thing and and try and go win a ten a.m. game against a good Cincinnati team in two weeks, so. Dude, I'll tell you what. Waiting, waiting until eight twenty East Coast time to watch your team play, fucking sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> Man. I was so used to that because you would be, I'd be, you'd be so drunk by that time. Oh, dude, I like, like, dude, the game was starting and I was like, I don't even want to watch this game. And it turns out I shouldn't have watched, but, <laughs> but, dude, that was like, it's like eleven thirty when the game's over. I'm like, this sucks, dude. People have been living like this for how long? 
There's the the <sighs> Pacific time is the best time zone to watch football in, and you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah, I have yeah. I have now I have I have come to that side of the fence now. Yes, uh, but especially especially the time I was in my life when I moved out here, uh, I would miss you know most of the ten a.m. games. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you could have made the games if you'd either A, stayed up longer, or B, just kind of gotten up, still drunk, and kept drinking. Like, I'm, I'm going to say the 10 a.m. games that I saw, majority of them I did not go to sleep the night before. So my wait, this is when you lived with me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Doug, Doug had moved out. And it was you, me, and my brother. This continued and, throughout my my living in San Diego. That wasn't that wasn't just that living. Right, but that's specifically this was the first time that I'd lived with you. Mm-hmm. And the the noises, the grunts, the the size that would start about halftime of the Giants game <laughs> when you would wander downstairs check the score, see that the Giants were, I don't know, losing, winning, whatever. We were winning. Losing at the team that you'd slept through the first half of the game for. Those were the Super Bowl years. And then gone (laughs) back to, I think you probably even went back to bed half the time after grabbing a fucking water Gatorade or something. That was good times. Yeah, good times. Um, All right. Are we in? Are we in hockey corner range? I believe so. Did we cover it all? Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked so long on those on those uh, on seven layer nachos. I mean, we're already at an hour and twenty three. I don't. I want to leave you room to breathe with hockey corner. All right, because I got a bone. To, I got a bone to pick. So let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right, so took the uh, the roommates to their first Ducks game. Well, their first hockey game happened to be a Ducks game in which they lost miserably. And I couldn't even convey how cool it was to watch live sports to the youngest because of how bad the Southern California, especially Orange County, sports fan base is. The Maple Leafs got up 2-0 pretty early. And this, you could hear the players on the ice with crystal clarity. There was not a sound made in this arena. And it was probably two-thirds full, a third of those being uh, Maple Leafs fans. So it's just, it's 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 pathetic how bad bad these people are at being sports fans it's really bad it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 